0: And we're live. <laughs> <sighs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode <laughs> of the SIP. I'm Ryland Adams, of course, joined by Elizabeth. Home, okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome back Hello to the everybody. show. So much, uh,
1: so much has transpired. <laughs> I still do not have my luggage uh, from when I left <gasps> it at the Colorado Airport.
0: You're kidding me.
1: I am not kidding you, but I do, like, every two weeks get an email saying, we still have not found your shit. And I'm just like, it wasn't like it was missing, missing, like it was at TSA. It's got my name and my phone number on it, my fucking address.
0: You have to bring people up to speed because that's where we left off last. We were filming oh, right. our car cast mukbang episode. Right, We right. drove you straight to the airport. We yes. dropped you off and...
1: So you drop me off at the airport and I'm in the line for security about to walk through the metal detector, like putting my shit on the little conveyor belt. And I get the guy. First of all, let me backtrack even a little bit more. The guy in front of me in security was acting weird as hell. It was like a guy who was my age, like 32 years old, but had maybe never left his house, but didn't look like a feral kind of person. Like he looked like a normal dude, but was acting like a person who had never left their house. Like everything seemed strange and weird to him. Like he had stuff in his pockets. Like he had a face mask in his pocket and he took it out with a bunch of other trash from his pockets and then just squatted down and put it on the floor and then stood up and then like, walked away from it and it's like there's trash cans everywhere at security for people to throw away shit and he just put his trash on the floor but like squatted down to do so it was fucking weird so i'm on edge because this guy's being fucking weird he's taking forever to take his belt off like and i'm super in his business because i like my anxiety level is through the roof when people are being weird in public like that it's either a lizard person or someone about to do something that's you know not safe or risky whatever
0: cutting in lines is fine continue
1: cutting in lines is fine being fucking weird and erratic in public in 2022 is not fine
0: no it is scary and where where you're not passing security just yeah yeah and i'm like
1: what's he gonna pull out of his pockets next like why is this 32 year old man squatting down and just putting handfuls of trash on the floor instead of going to the fucking trash whatever it was weird so i'm paying attention to him i get a call from joe joe says hey i have bad news i'm like what i'm literally like i can't be on the phone very long he goes icky hurt himself we're at the vet right now and he's getting x-rays to see if something's really wrong and i'm just like I have to hang up right now. I'm going through security. So that's where I leave off. I hang up on him. I go through security. I get out on the other side. My first thought is just get Joe back on the phone to figure out what the fuck is going on with Icky. Joe doesn't answer when I call because he's dealing with the vet. I'm so stressed Mm. out. I walk away from security with just my backpack and leave my suitcase and get on the trolley thing to the gate. By the time I'm at the Mm. gate, Joe calls me back. He's telling me what's going on with Icky. And I realize I forgot my luggage at TSA. And then everyone at Denver Airport is like, oh, we can't get in touch with TSA. And I'm like, what the fuck good is TSA if you can't get in touch with them if there's a problem? You know
0: what I'm saying? And you're already running late because we had delayed because of filming. You didn't have time to get back. And DIA is a nightmare because you have to get on this underground train that goes to three different stations that are miles apart from each other. And so you just have to board the plane without any of your luggage after witnessing everyone that's crazy at the airport.
1: Yeah, and in my mind, I'm like, it's united. Like, even if I were to get on another flight, there's no sure chance that that flight's not going to be canceled. Like, oh uh, so one of the flight attendants was like, You could just get on the next flight. And I was like, Can I? And he's like, That's true. And I was like, I just want to get home to my dog. So I'm going to leave my shit here, whatever. So I left my shit there, made a lost and found claim, and uh we'll probably never see that shit again.
0: That is mind-blowing because I feel yeah. like normally they do a good job. The only experience I've ever had like that is once it's already on a plane and then they yeah. know the plane's next connection so they can just reroute it where it was. But yeah. yours was floating somewhere in DIA. There's no saying that somebody did, just didn't pick it up themselves. I just don't what know why any, there? but
1: like all my makeup, which sucked, like all my makeup, mm-hmm. and I just bought new mascara. Everything and new from eye the beauty stuff, room
0: you're in right now.
1: Basically. And then I had also just bought new, like, eyebrow stuff and new mascara, which is, like, not cheap. And then I... But the most valuable thing was actually the luggage itself, which was my godmom's kissy. And when Mm. she passed away, it became mine. So that's, like, an Eddie Bauer bag from, like, the early 90s that I've taken literally superstitiously everywhere with me. And it's gone. Mm. So that's a fucking bummer. I didn't know that element. That's the only thing that's irreplaceable. Everything else, I'm like, whatever.
0: Did and, they give you an update? Have you called no, them? No, they What's literally the status? just keep...
1: The emails I get from them are, you're never going to see your shit again. <laughs> like, they're like, go fuck yourself, bitch. We don't care. And, and that was everybody's attitude. defense? It, it had nothing to do with the United. It's the airport. It's not yeah, the airline. it's the airport. The only person who was kind to me was the male flight attendant that was like you can get on that. Like he cared. Like he could tell that I was like on the brink of tears, but doing my best to not be obnoxious to these people because at the end of the day, it is my own fault. But like everybody in there was just such a fucking nightmare. Like I went to the information desk first. That was my first impulse. My first impulse was like panic text Ryland, go to the information (laughs) desk. (laughs) So like I'm texting you, which I shouldn't have been doing. Like I should have been focused on the moment, but I was so irritated that I was like, can you believe this? so then i like go to the information desk she goes just ride the tram like the under the trolley whatever the fuck it's called she's like just ride it uh all the way to where they let people off at baggage claim but don't get off stay on and then you'll get out at the other side of security and i was like are there just like terrorists abundant in this airport because if it's that easy to get through security without going through security can't you don't you think a lot of people would be like if you can just get on the trolley at uh, the place, do you see what I was, she's saying? I was yes, like, I know what you're saying because like, you know, I thought you could. I was yeah. like, that doesn't that sound like security's gonna have a problem with that? She's like, no, and, and I was point- like, and if security doesn't have a problem with that, then I have a problem with that, and I would like to speak to security and let them know that you've sent a bunch of people out of the airport and then back through without making it past TSA, which is a fucking problem. So,
0: like, the guy emptying his pockets also knows right. the same trick. Yeah, <laughs> and who I was... knows what he's holding? And you couldn't do that regardless because now you have a dog you don't know what's going on with. And it's yeah. like, at that point, screw the belongings. I got to get home to my yeah. newborn. And I hate to say that I manifested this a little bit because I was like, Lizzie, you're so yeah. bold. You're always traveling with your newborn monster, which I can't imagine doing in because it's a lot of work and it's a lot of responsibility. And I am a Perfect I don't know if perfectionist is the right word. Well but no, it's like I want to I... make sure that I Yeah.
1: No, no, you keep going.
0: Oh no, I was just saying I want to make sure that I'm instilling the training that I've been working on inside of him and I don't trust anyone else to do the same quality of work that I'm doing. Uh, so and- I had said, you trust your boys doing all of the
1: I was like, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah, no, i mean i still do trust them because
0: it's not do- about not trusting it's about it's, the, it's, i know you and i are like crazy parents
1: oh yeah the second anything's going on with my dog i'm like well i've noticed that there is a, a bump thinking about forming and i shall get to the bottom <laughs> of that bump before it's a fully formed thought and vets are always like well, how I did have- you know and i'm like i know my babies
0: i have a couple of uh puppy updates for you as well but icky was okay is he doing fine now
1: um he's he's limping pretty severely uh he got x-rays and they don't show any breakage or any actual trauma um so they don't they couldn't give us an answer they said bring him back in two weeks if he's still limping like this but his limp has gotten better and he's putting full weight on it when he like runs but he's still limping a little bit it gets it's slowly improving
0: What did you think happened or what did they think happened?
1: They don't know. They don't know. He was running around with bubs and took a like took a a tumble and then started screaming is what Joe said. But who could ever trust what Joe says? (laughs) Uh. Yeah, it's uh, we're going on. I think this is week four, but he's putting full weight on it to run.
0: That's good. And I want to get into your crazy Vegas weekend in just a second. But I do have to talk about my hectic morning. I've become, I've started to think that I could become Super Mom again because Riley's at a point where she has really uh, taken to her training well. She's taken to the dogs. It's as if they formed a pack now. She's no longer trying to consume rocks like it is her food. Uh, So I'm trusting her more and more and more. And slowly I'm like leaving her for longer periods of time. Or if she's downstairs and I'm upstairs working, it's fine. Because she hasn't had an accident in a long time So this morning I was like, I can work out, I can do the podcast There's been a million people here all week and we're leaving tomorrow But I could do this And it turns out I can't because Chris is downstairs sleeping in the place where I normally record when we do virtual episodes. So then I tried setting up in my office, which I've been making over for an entire year. I finally made progress, and the only background that works in that room is the one with my new beautiful background, but I don't want to give it away before I do my office makeover reveal. And so I'm in here huffing and puffing and screaming and crying because there were like these crazy light reflections. So I'm closing the blinds, I'm opening the blinds, I'm acting like i'm going to die because the setup isn't working and i've spent three hours doing it and lizzie goes hey Rai, you just need to wipe your camera it's a little bit dirty yeah it's
1: not a reflection it's a light halation from a smudge on your lens <laughs> but then when you went to wipe it you did you just wipe it with your bare ass hand
0: Yeah, but it worked. Look at me now. I know. I was like, I was
1: like, when I watched you go in with your hand, I was like, um, maybe not with your fucking greasy fingers, but it worked. Look at you. You're beautiful. You're a stunning boy. I'm tired.
0: I'm tired, but I am getting a little bit of relief. I feel like, um, the end of having like an infant puppy is right around the corner. So, oh. The sweet relief, but we've been taking all of the dogs to the vet because now we're in Colorado. I wanted to get like just a triple assurance that everything is good and well. And I'm sitting there and the vet, she looks at me and says, your dogs are fat.
1: They are. Everybody's been saying it for years. <laughs> ah! No, they the have tea. not.
0: No, they <laughs> they're she goes she looks and she goes i know they're like big fur dogs so i i can't really go by the 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 visual but when i touch them i want to be able to really feel the definition of their ribs and she was like i can't and so i was like okay so how much do they need to lose and she goes well like five pounds and i go okay well how much did she weigh and how much does she need to weigh and she goes i guess she was like x amount and she needs to be she said 10 pounds lighter and i was like if my dog weighed 10 pounds less than this, it would not exist. So
1: uh, you're like, Joe, because um, the vets keep telling me that Bubs is fat. So then Bubs goes on a diet, but Bubs' entire world crumbles if he's not eating what he wants to eat and he becomes such a persnickety little bitch that he's he like actually punishes us like for a long time he was on a very strict diet because we needed to get him down some pounds and we wound up getting him down four pounds and vet was like four more and we're like i don't know if we can do this because it's like his quality (laughs) of life changes he like the other morning joe so when he's fat, Bubs every morning is super cute. He does a little wormy bowie thing, like his legs are out behind him, his legs are out in front of him and he like wiggles around and it's the cutest thing and he's loving and affectionate. Like it's the sweetest hour for Bubs. Morning Bubs is perfection. He stopped being like that when we put him on a diet. He started withholding his love from us. He, You know how he sleeps in my arms every night? Like, we sleep like a like lovers, like, holding each other. Mm-hmm. He want, Like, at nighttime, he was getting out of bed. He's like, fuck you. I'm not sleeping with you. I want nothing. <laughs> like, literally so mad. And then at one point, it was he, like, broke and was just, like, barking at me. He was like, I am fucking hungry. You gotta fucking feed me. I'm fucking hungry. I'm mad. Like, all this shit. Like, wouldn't chill out. And I was like, fine. Fuck. And I took him out to the kitchen and fed him. And sure enough, gets right back in my arms. And then the other day, Joe was like, Bubs was super sweet this morning after I gave him breakfast. I was like, I gave him breakfast. So if it was after you oh. gave him breakfast, he got two breakfasts. So, like, Joe, he's like, I know you think that you can just go to the vet and celebrate with the ladies there about Bubs losing weight, but he is unhappy and I want him to be a happy <laughs> boy, <laughs> like all this stuff.
0: Well, I had never taken something more personally. It was as if she called me morbidly obese because I started like I got on the defense and I go, I work out with them seven days a week. And Shane's like, you're not working out. They're exercising. He's like, they're not out here like lifting weights with you. And I was like, I know. But they really, in my opinion, don't eat that much. Like it's according to what the bag says. So I just took it pretty hard. They're down um, a fourth a cup each time they eat now and i do feel like uno's miserable so whatever See, it's, it's, hard. Been hard
1: it's hard it's like, hard
0: it's hard because you don't want them to be miserable
1: but you need them to be mm. a certain way and it's just like I, I i'm this way with my own self i'm like damn like i really want to try that strawberry ice cream crumble cookie but i don't want to because cookies are bad for me but it's like girl i'm gonna die at some point in this life mm. i'm gonna fucking die and do i want to die snatched and miserable or do i want to die salivating at the mouth enjoying a fucking crumble cookie because the answer is i want the crumble cookie
0: i think they're somewhere in the middle you don't have to be like yeah, sickeningly I mean, fit but you yeah. can be like passing
1: <laughs> yeah i think hollywood
0: enjoy the crumble cookie
1: <laughs> well it's like hollywood's body standards are starving So, if you don't look starving, you're like, I'm not hot. And it's like, that's such a lie, bro. That's such a lie.
0: I mean, I think confidence is a lot of it. I think if you can rock your body, no matter the size, confidently, yeah. I yeah. think that people uh, are attracted to that and gravitate towards that. But I do think that that has become the standard over time, which is slowly like starting Changing. to reverse in a toxic yeah. yeah, not even in a toxic way, but it's always like there's lots and lots of hurdles. But while we're talking about dogs, something that reminded me that I was... To my boiling point with you, I was ready to throw my phone through the window and never talk to you again. Yesterday, oh Lizzie started. God. I have a few beefs with you. and not talk you about know what? Buckle air. up! Don't we're talk about fight this on air. And it's just going to be what it is. What are you talking about? Lizzie screamed texting These me yesterday. not. are private I don't even know conversations I'm having with
1: my friend.
0: <laughs> Here's the thing. So I take photos of my puppy, but I don't send every. I take 500 photos of my new puppy a day, right? I'm not sending every single one of them to Lizzie. I get maybe, and this isn't an exaggeration. I'll go on the low end, 15 photos of Lizzie and her dogs a day. And at some point, it's like, how can I react in a way that's like going to fulfill her? Because it's like, at some point, just put it on your Instagram story, and I'll I tap, even, tap, tap, tap. I'll enjoy, I'll enjoy, I'll enjoy. And so she's sending me photos and i didn't reply right away and what got you so fucking angry she got mean she got rude and she's taken a joke that she has done too many times too far and i finally fucking snapped let me see if i can get that far back up
1: no you're mad okay first of all you posted on your instagram story that your new full-time job like it was becoming a full-time job to photograph riley and i comment like my response to your dms was get a fucking job That was a joke, by the way. I wasn't upset with you. And
0: I replied, this is where the feud started. Because then I did reply. And I said, at least I put them on my story and don't send them to you individually all day long. Honestly, I think the
1: feud starts with your your upset. Oh, here it goes.
0: Okay. So she does send me a cute photo of Icky. And she goes, why is my dog so much more cute than all of your dogs? And I just said, she's not. And he goes, he, she goes, he's, because Icky's a boy and i said well then i got mad so i said borderline ugly if you ask me icky's a very beautiful dog but i was upset because this has been months a month of lizzie calling my dog an ugly foot <laughs> and my dog is beautiful and if you read previous comments of the podcast a lot of people are saying that my dog is more beautiful and i know it's a preference thing like our dogs are both stunningly Violet, gorgeous but it's yes. the aggression. It's In obviously a you joke. Your because standpoint.
1: They're, it's obviously a joke. We have beautiful AKC fucking certified ass beautiful dogs.
0: And you go, uh, Riley with the foothead. And I just said, I'm done with you until tomorrow. I said, I feel bad. Riley is beautiful. She
1: really is.
0: <laughs> and I'm I, acting that, yeah, out because I'm... I'm
1: tired. <laughs> you came back to me when I sent you that TikTok of that guy, and I said, Do you think he's gay? <laughs>
0: Okay, I don't want to put this TikTok on the screen because I don't want to shame anyone. But how did I reply to you? I've already left the text message. What element has you thinking there's any chance he's
1: straight?
0: And it's this guy like in this costume dance doing the, the gayest dance in the world. And he's I was like, what is possibly what possibly has you considering there's a world in which he might be straight? And I'm genuinely curious. You never there, replied. There's a couple of
1: things. The first of which is the Catholic cross in the background. The second of which is how badly I want to fuck him.
0: Wow. I'm just
1: kidding. I'm just kidding. I mean, kidding. you have a history I, I, I of wanting to fuck funny. gay guys. Yeah. I it do. is
0: because your history is loving gay men.
1: So he's probably a gay man.
0: Part two of my beef oh with Elizabeth Gordon. Oh my God. Gordon. So you know how she's the grammar police. She's always correcting me on everything I say wrong. And she calls me out. And I always am like, why? What's the, what's the point? But you know it's what? It's for when your, your own good. Th- When I finally clock Elizabeth Gordon, when I'm sitting down on a beautiful weekend morning to watch and enjoy her vlogs, which by the way, your mom is very adorable. She had a lot of punchlines that had me laughing out loud. Um, So I'm sitting there. I'm watching the vlog. I have my coffee. I'm all excited. And you want to hear what you said? You want to hear it? Yeah, because I spent five minutes watching you find it.
1: One pound of gear cheese. One pound of gear cheese.
0: Do you understand what you just did? No guillere cheese yeah but later
1: on in the Guierre? podcast someone tells me how to say it right
0: gruyere
1: it's guillere
0: no it's gruyere no I it's guillere i worked at le punk an austrian told Bread. me it's Guire.: well no because you and your mom were fighting about a different cheese
1: no and then later on yes in the episode, it w- rylan don't play with me right now because there's a timestamp stamp <laughs> that i can fucking show you where the so, austrian but you genuinely artisan genuinely
0: thought that that was that
1: no, and I even make a joke about how to say "guyer" through the whole episode, which is why the Austrian woman was like, it's Gouyer, because it's like a hard cheese to pronounce. Also, that's not a real gotcha moment. One in 15 Americans do not know how to pronounce "guyer."
0: Gouyer. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I am in great company.
0: <laughs> and so am I. With everyone that lives in was born in Utah, this is mountains like I do.
1: Mountains. Mountains. Okay,
0: moving on. Yes. Oh, Vegas. The biggest event of the last week was your trip to Vegas.
1: Yeah. I did do so? that. I did go to Vegas. Um, Joe and I went to Vegas. It was a trip that we had planned for June and we had to push off. So we finally went. We we shortened it. Um, but yeah, we went to Vegas. We did a horror escape room that was so <laughs> fucking scary. Like, I don't know. It's like, I'm sober. Like, what do I do in Vegas? I'd never really been to Vegas, but I love like kitschy campy things and that's like nothing if not Vegas so Mm. Joe took me on a lobby tour and we went to all of the themed lobbies so that he could show me all the stupid decorations in them and I didn't realize how like funny that was until we were in a cab and the guy's like well what are you doing and Joe was like well she's sober so I'm showing her all the lobbies (laughs) and then the taxi driver was like what (laughs) I was like yeah I love the lobbies
0: Joe was like my life is she's a
1: special girl
0: for all the reasons I love Vegas there are things that you don't uh enjoy or I'm drinking is not something you don't enjoy but it's something you can't enjoy but gambling is the other thing like if I was sober I would sit and gamble all day long and you don't do that either
1: well the thing is like here's another like another joke is like I'm super unlucky at gambling like if you want to lose sit me down next to you and you will you'll lose. Joe usually gives me 60 bucks. He's like, "All right, go waste my money. See you in 10 minutes." And I'm like, "Bye." So I usually just, you know, lose $60 really quickly on a slot machine and then I sit next to Joe and drink Diet Coke. But um he at one point he's like, "Kiss my dollar for good luck." And I was like, "That's not going to be good for you." And he puts it in and loses it all really quickly and then he goes like, "You're right. Jake's more of my lucky lady." And I'm just
0: like, "Yeah." So Is Vegas not your nightmare? Because the other thing you can do is go lay out at the pool, and you're also, like, a shaded woman.
1: I found a part at the pool. We stayed at the Venetian, and there's, um, like, a second pool that's uh, located at at a point near the building where even when the sun at, like, 2 p.m., it still doesn't hit the chairs that are back there. So it's still shaded. And I actually sat out there for three hours and, like, read some scripts and had a really nice time sitting out there because I love the heat.
0: And food? Did you have good food? Did you go to any of the all-you-can-eat buffets?
1: We went to one all-you-can-eat buffet at the Luxor, and it was like, quite frankly, trash. Like, it was a step. But it's like, I had, you know, like, I had a a vision of something in my mind. You know what I mean? Like, I thought uh we were going to, like, there'd be fucking crab legs. Like, I think you got to go to, like,
0: aria Where? or uh, uh, well you gotta we, go to one of the bougie hotels if you're expecting quality buffet i mean right. i don't know for a fact maybe there are some stills
1: <clears throat> well there's not at the luxor i also like didn't <laughs> understand the quality of hotels like because there's things that i enjoy that wouldn't necessarily be considered like a quality item so it's like when mm. joe and i when joe was showing me the luxor lobby <laughs> I <laughs> like, was like i um, love the luxor
0: but i love the luxor for five dollar blackjack
1: yeah, well, I when he took me in there, I saw that they had a, a Titanic exhibit, which I've been dying to see because I mm. keep seeing these TikToks of the Titanic exhibit in, in Nashville or in Tennessee, somewhere in Tennessee, where you can, like, put your hand into this water and feel how cold it was. And there's, like, a lot of actual relics that were picked up from the shipwreck, like, a bunch of stuff there that I'm particularly interested in. Because when I was a little girl, like, my favorite stories were the Titanic, Pompeii, and, let's see, the Iceman. And so I am one of the three. Well, Pompe- which Pompeii or Titanic? So Pompeii was Titanic. a Pompeii was a city that got covered in volcanic ash and lava and totally preserved when a volcano exploded, Mount Vesuvius. And then uh, the Ice Man is a is one of the if not is one of the oldest modern humans to be found. And he died in um, the Alps, I think, between Switzerland and Italy or something. I'm not great with maps. But they found this body and they realized that it was super, super old. But because he had been frozen for so long, there's a lot about him that you can learn. Like about uh, he had a bunch of uh, he had his axe on him. He had clothes still on him. He had shoes still on him. His skin was so preserved that you could see tattoos on him and scars from injuries past and maybe present. And uh, the contents of his stomach had been preserved, so you could even see the last meal he had. But when they found him in the early 90s, there was a lot of speculation going on about how this man came to be here and the story of these hikers that were just on a hike one day and found this body and thought it was, like, a modern death, but it turns out to be, like, pre-Iron Age or something. I'm wrong about all the details. Regardless, I was lit as fuck to go see the Titanic exhibit. And then you get in there, and it's, like, a lot of dishes, like, mostly just dishes. And then there's one In real point,
0: though, like from the Titanic.
1: Yes. I believe they're real from the Titanic, like dishes. There's some, uh, currency. Um, and, but other than that, it's like, they have a really bad reenactment videos. of oh, just no. like guests <laughs> that are like poorly lit. And they're like, I'm on the Titanic mm. because I'm blah, 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 like whatever. But it's like so uninteresting and it's not actual facts that you give a shit about. Mm. And, um, they give you these, uh, Like these tickets, as if you're boarding the ship, and at the end you scan the QR code to see if you survived. And while I was going through there, I just got like super depressed because like at the end there's this gift shop where there's like paperweights that are like the oil and water paperweights, but there's a Titanic ship in it and an iceberg in it. And I just kept thinking like, is this fucking awful and tacky? Like, Mm -hmm. so many people lost their lives that night. Like, this is a fucking tragedy, and you're gonna sell me a paperweight? Like to me, it felt like the equivalent of buying a fucking like twin towers and an airplane oil and water paperweight like it's just weird
0: yeah i hear yeah yeah and
1: so that was kind of a bummer but i also felt like you know that queasy feeling when you feel like there's like spirits around Mm. i felt that and then there's like one room that's just particularly chilling and sad like there's a bunch of quotes on the walls of people's last words that were remembered by survivors and like joe started like joe said his eyes were sweating And I was like crying and like I had chills all over and I felt this weird like knock on the back of my neck, which probably was just my purse or something. But like my purse doesn't go over my neck, but it was weird. Like I just felt like this weird not alone feeling. And then I just got really depressed that it's like these people's (laughs) ghosts are maybe tied to the Luxor and like carrot top. Like what the fuck? Could you imagine having to haunt the Luxor after going down in the Titanic? One of the last times I blacked
0: out was it carrot top
1: <laughs> dude i'm not about that guy
0: <laughs> it was a pretty good show i mean what i can remember of it i like I, I could have been entertained by literally paint drying on a wall with the state i was in yeah but, um it, some good memories for sure Who did not like a carrot
1: top with
0: Shane, we used to be pretty heavy drinkers. Like Shane and I would go to Vegas and get blackout drunk every night together and be like falling up the escalators. It was pretty sloppy, but it was like in the first year or two of us dating. And so now we're a little a little more refined. We go and we like have a drink and dinner and like go gamble until 4 a.m. Cute. So did you go to any shows?
1: Yeah, we went and saw Cirque du Soleil Love, the Beatles one.
0: Oh, no Katy Perry.
1: Next time. Next time we're going to do Katy Perry for sure. Because we left and we were like, we should have gone to Katy Perry.
0: Joe would go to Katy Perry with you?
1: Oh, yeah. He's like, I would have loved to go to Katy Perry instead of this. Because he doesn't get Cirque du Soleil. It doesn't hit for him. I've never been either. Well, I so I've seen, like, I saw, like, traditional Cirque du Soleil, like the original show. And then I saw the Avatar one. And both times I was like, this reminds me of being on drugs. And I love it because I'm not actually on drugs. (laughs) So, uh, when we were going to Vegas, I was like, baby, I want to go to Cirque du Soleil if I can't do drugs. Like I want to go to Cirque du Soleil. And we went and I was like, this isn't hitting, it's a beautiful show, (laughs) but it feels like, you know, they're dancing and it's a bunch of like over, like overworked dancers who have had enough. And Mm. there wasn't, and not only that, but it's like our seats were like technically very good. But for Cirque du Soleil, like, a really good seat is actually further back, but you don't know that.
0: So you can see the full scope of So you can see the everything. whole, yeah.
1: So I'm missing the acrobats because I'm looking at what's on the stage directly in front of me and I'm still smiling. That's twisted. Yeah. I mean, I'm still beaming the did, whole time, but.
0: Did you like, were the closer up seats cheaper and you're like, wow, what no. a great deal. And then you got there and realized? No. No the further Tragic. back seats
1: were cheaper so we spent...
0: so how does this tie into Charlie and Dixie?
1: Well, Charlie and Dixie were in fucking Vegas this week for Dixie's birthday. She's 21 now.
0: Oh, okay. So she did the big hurrah there?
1: Yeah. So it's like I was wow. with them. My girls. <laughs> Happy birthday, Dixie. It was a pleasure celebrating with you. <laughs>
0: today's podcast is sponsored by calm do you remember being tucked into your bed with your favorite story and dozing off even before you got to your favorite part well with calm sleep stories you can pause your racing thoughts relax your mind and enjoy the ease of drifting off into dreamland i love partnering with calm the number one mental wellness app to give you the tools that improve the way you feel with calm you reduce stress and anxiety through guided meditations improve focus with curated music tracks there's even new daily movement sessions designed to relax your body and up uplift your mind. If you go to calm.com sip, you'll get a special offer of 40% off a calm premium subscription and new content is added every week. Over 100 million people around the world use calm to take care of their minds and calm is ready to help you stress less, sleep more and live a happier, healthier life. I love nothing more than calm, whether that's jumpstarting my day with a guided meditation so that I'm calm and patient throughout the day or going to sleep with one of their imaginative sleep stories. It's amazing, and you too can enjoy Calm because for our listeners, Calm is offering an exclusive 40% off a premium subscription at calm.com sip. That's C-A-L-M.com slash sip for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash sip. Do you wanna start iced tea? Do I wanna
1: start iced tea? Well, yes, the coldest sip you're gonna take today is little huddy, Landon, and Charlie drama.
0: Okay. What do you know? Uh, what don't you know? I know not, that's Travis Barker's son. Yeah, Landon Charlie is D'Amelio. Travis
1: Barker's son. Landon brought Lil Huddy to Travis's wedding to Courtney. So Lil Huddy was at the at the Kardashian wedding of the century.
0: And Lil Huddy's one of the dick wigglers on TikTok.
1: He is a dick wiggler on TikTok. He's also now trying to be like next gen, like the next next gen emo screamo rap like oh, i
0: did try watching like two episodes of that hype house show and he has like that uh that like witch mansion in encino is mm-hmm. that one him yeah that's and he's him. dating so Dixie? he was
1: no he was dating charlie for the longest They've been off again, okay. on again, and then. Uh, and is
0: this like hot gossip on TikTok? Like, when oh, it's you log hot TikTok? gossip
1: for everyone. Like, I don't this know is, if I took. This a poll, is intergenerational think, hot goss.
0: I don't think so because it hasn't even crossed my table yet. And there has been some TikTok crossover. You want to know what I've recently seen from TikTok? Yeah. The pink sauce drama.
1: Oh, I don't even know what that is.
0: What. And yeah. you're a TikTok queen? Well, it's this getting, might Well, be... the reason I found it is because it's like getting people serious views on YouTube. Like people that like don't even have like a big following are making like pink sauce scam videos and they're getting like 500,000 views. What
1: the fuck it's is pink so- sauce nuts. scam videos? Should that be my next so, vlog? Hold on. Let me take notes. <laughs>
0: It's the pink sauce girl. So she, like, made her own concoction that was, like, a a bright, bright pink sauce that she was, like, dipping a chicken finger in. And it went viral. No, it was for, like, well, I guess you could put it on anything. She said, like, you can dip your chicken fingers in it, your chicken nuggets, your, like, whatever you would use ranch for, essentially. And she, like was elusive she didn't tell people what the sauce had tasted like and then when it went viral on tiktok she was like oh i'm gonna start like making a business out of this so she tried as like an independent entrepreneur to capitalize on the virality of this pink sauce but her execution like fell flat on the floor she like was shipping it in bags and by the time the bags got to people it was like deteriorating and seeping out and molding and then she went and she tried to get this like um um she like tried to get packaging for it like real packaging but all of the like calorie and health information was off like it said it had 444 servings and it was so she got all of this backlash but i feel like she's capitalizing on the backlash like she's making apology videos but she's saying she's an independent creator and she's a mom and she's like we're working with the fda and then she's screaming that it's not (laughs) fda approved and it's like really hot good drama and the reason i came across it was because inside edition do you know Know who that is they do like yeah. kind of hit pieces on people but it's like in a news way it's like a hybrid between like hard news and entertainment news and yeah. they'll like go investigate like they're the people that go to hotels they'll get like three hotel rooms in vegas and blacklight the sheets and see which right. ones are the dirtiest and then they'll confront the managers at a five-star hotel and say like these sheets haven't been cleaned in four months yeah and then the managers will be like hiding and say no comment so that's how i found it and then i went on this deep dark journey of following the pink sauce girl without ever having logged on to tiktok so that's what i mean like transcending tiktok i feel like this charlie landon huddy drama hasn't done that for me but i mean continue yeah
1: well now I'm I'm obsessed with the pink t- the pink sauce TikToks. Honestly, I literally just started you looking need to it look up. Into it, I'm. I already <laughs> did, did. You see I'm, some
0: of it on mute.
1: <laughs> I'm. I didn't see any of the actual things, but it's like I'm seeing all these YouTube videos and then like all these like they're,
0: they're getting people views, like yeah. crazy views. Like big okay. channels are getting millions of views. Also, Smaller I do channels a cooking like vlog. Where the
1: fuck were you when I was trying to come up with content? You,
0: <laughs> you're supposed to be oh my vlog dad. Should, you should order it taste test it and then make your own that's parallel to it and try to get it. But I was it's already in the bag. I was, I was at Hibachi last night and they have a pink sauce as well that they give for like their rice and all of their meats that they serve you. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is fucking pink sauce and it's can delicious.
1: I, can I, I what? have a bone to pick. I have a bone okay, to pick go for it. You got to pick all your bones. Here's the deal. I feel like your house has quickly become a boys club. And when the boys are in town, you guys live your best lives. You're having fucking barbecues. You guys are playing dress up. You're going to fucking hibachi. Are you kidding me? Okay,
0: well, I would like to say Shane is a better employer than me because <laughs> he's the one doing all the styling. He's the one doing all the feeding. I think you and I have a good time, but I'm not like as. Uh, adventurous Last time I was there, him. I
1: was like, do you want to go eat? And you're like, there's food in the kitchen.
0: Oh. <sighs> Because we had gotten like four (laughs) things, whatever. That was also when Riley was a puppy, puppy, puppy. And I warned you, we weren't going to be able to leave the house. Typically, I do show you a good time. The hibachi happened Mm -hmm. on accident because uh, we, Jared had wanted to go to like, we went to And Jared
1: gets what Jared wants.
0: And right next to it was Mount Fuji, which is the hibachi grill that we like to go to here. We like, it's honestly where we went for my mom's birthday. It's like a fun place to go. So Mm -hmm. we can go there next time you're here. Awesome. I'm not holding back on you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate okay. that.
0: So uh, wrapping back to this drama that you had started. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah. Little Huddy. Little Huddy.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lil Huddy, Landon and Charlie. So basically what's going on now is Charlie and Landon are an item. Huddy is butt hurt about it. He came out with a song where he's like, you're a homie hopper about Charlie, which, you know, truth be told, she is. But so I mean, is he. She's and, young, back. and she's probably yeah, every, just living I mean, her life. Who's not a homie hopper at 15.
0: But it does seem like she went from like one rising star to a bigger rising star. Well, I don't know if it, I don't know. But the Travis Barker, if your dad's Travis Barker, it seems like you're going to be a rising star.
1: Yeah. Travis has already got Landon collabing with MGK. But it's like Little Huddy was collabing with MGK based off of his own dick wiggling merit.
0: Oh, I don't know. Okay. So who uh, would I'm you not say? Trying is, to, I don't know anything. So right, who's the I'm more popular scared. of the two boys?
1: I'm scared to take <laughs> a side, scared. honestly. <laughs> but if I wasn't is that so crazy? scared. crazy? Yeah. So, but like, here's the deal. Like, honestly, honestly, God, I'm going to really hear it for this. I'm sure Landon's a lovely boy. I'm sure he's a sweet, sweet oh, boy. Here she goes, starting drama. But, but I gotta say, as a woman who's felt like calling the police on Chase Hudson because he makes me feel assaulted,
0: <laughs> I'm like Kim- in a good way?
1: No, like in a bad way. Like when I first started seeing Lil Huddy's TikToks, I was like, I called like every girl I know under 18 and I was like, go on tiktok don't look at little Huddy. he's gonna give you a fucked up complex about men and you're never gonna be okay you're never gonna find a good guy because you're gonna be looking for this sort of weird fucking abusive dick wiggling piece of shit like that's how i feel about little Huddy. so it's
0: like you feel like you got Assaulted without consent, just by yeah, just, consuming by the by dick his, The
1: way that he like looks at a camera and like <laughs> shakes his head a little bit and then goes like, nah, nah. like all of it, none of it is okay with me, and none of it's okay. And with the me no and underwear,
0: it, the it, it's
1: just all of it. It's like stop it, stop it. Um, it's why I, mean... I, it's it gives me a really strong fucking like no, like it like if that was my son, I'd be like <laughs> no, I'm not paying your phone bill. Um, And then
0: they're like, we don't need you to pay our phone bill. We're going to buy you a house. And you're like, okay.
1: Well, it's like, would I take the house? Like there's, I don't know. I don't know.
0: I watched this sick, twisted thing on Vice the other day about a Vice interviewer going to like this TikTok manager who keeps starting a bunch of different houses. And I didn't realize there was like such a like toxic environment of creating houses within TikTok that is for money, that is to like anti the system more for like becoming something of yourself on social media. I didn't realize it was like, I always knew people like the most sought after career was social media or being an influencer or a YouTuber or a TikToker. But now more than ever, like seeing a visual representation to that, she was even like, well, it's a big F you when you have your master's degree and you see Cynthia across the street who didn't finish high school, who's bought her house, her mama house. And it's like, if Cynthia can do it, why can't I? And it's almost like, yeah, Why would anyone do anything else?
1: Yeah. It's upsetting. Sorry.
0: No, Sight don't rant. be sorry.
1: No, I'm, I, as, as two people who are currently making a living on social media,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like TikTok is different. I honestly feel like it is so, and this goes back to like a VidCon. So VidCon, TikTok, I think bought a large portion or sponsored a lot of VidCon this year. And -hmm. I was hearing a lot of that, like the YouTubers with 100,000 subscribers were getting like huge meet and greet lines and TikTokers with 10 million followers, nobody was showing up for. And I think it's because TikTok is so consumable that you're not really creating like, the same sort of fan base yeah and it's like yes you can make a tiktok but is it i'm not saying it's easier than youtube no but it's different it's very different.
1: different it's long form content versus a single joke and i do think there are some tiktokers who have an audience that gives a fuck Transends. about that transcends and gives a fuck about them. But they're a very specific kind of creator. They're not like the random creator that went viral. They're the creator that, you know, had an ounce of charisma that was intriguing and then sort of like a world or community around them. That's easy to, you know, care about and subscribe to like, I know this sounds right. vapid and stupid, but I'm thinking about Two turn Tony who is like, he went viral because he moved in with his mom during his parents during the pandemic and his mom just started screaming at him for excessively drinking, but his mom's rage at him is so fucking funny that he 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 made that a thing. So he started repeating the joke of it and now he's built out his thing from just his mom screaming at him to his dad loving beer bongs to his brother dropping out of college and embracing this thing to his sister being his assistant and he started an OnlyFans cuz he's a hot guy and now he's making millions of dollars and you know his whole family is living their it's not best not life.
0: Profitable.
1: No, uh, I, but I just I'm saying there's there's a difference between what 2 turnt Tony's doing and somebody who's just sort of fucking dancing. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't give a shit about the dancer, except for I Charlie. Just, I, but Charlie's <laughs> also been marketed out the ass. Like, she's got a team of people behind her now. And, yeah, she's final say on what she does she, and doesn't do. But she's been packaged. And she created
0: that for herself. Like, uh, packaged, but not intentionally, but by her own doing. By but her own I don't doing
1: inadvertently.
0: Yes, because she was... A little too young to be making the bigger business decisions, but I still think she earned her spot at the table.
1: Right. There's something charming about her and Dixie and mom and dad.
0: A different point or a different angle for me is I'll see a lot of big YouTube creators who are getting crazy views on TikTok, but it's not necessarily translating to YouTube because YouTube no. is like slowly going down for everyone. Like yeah, n- not there are me. a few like Mr. Beast is still <laughs> Mr. Beast is still like popping. There's still yeah. a few people that are popping. But it's not what it once was. And no. I it's probably due to a millions of things. But even then I'll go look at YouTubers who are still doing good on YouTube, but they're getting tons and tons and tons of interaction on TikTok. And it's like, well, why isn't that TikTok audience going and consuming their long format content? Is it the algorithm on TikTok? Is it that people like consuming that person on TikTok, but don't care to go search for it on YouTube? And that's what's like hard for me to wrap my head around. It's
1: it's also like the addictive, it's the swipe, right? So it's like, I swipe. And now if a TikTok's taking too long to get to its point, which mind you is 90 seconds instead of seven. If I'm on a TikTok for 90 seconds, I'm like, swipe. Swipe, swipe.
0: Well, it's a slot machine instead of choosing on YouTube.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, and, and and sometimes like there are people who do like long form ancient drama. And by ancient drama, I mean like early oddies. And mm-hmm. they will do 18 to 24 TikToks telling the story of Justin Timberlake and Britney. But while I'm watching that, I'm like, just do this on YouTube.
0: And I see, I did on watch YouTube. one of those on Wendy, i watched an iteration of it was a TikTok, but it was uploaded on youtube like all the parts put together of like Wendy williams timeline because what's happening with her is like hard to wrap your mind around but i understand i understand what you're saying i do think we need to move on because we have a lot to get through and we've been stuck on this forever
1: honestly we don't have to cover all of this but i do think that was an interesting conversation and i'm glad we had it
0: Honestly, me too. There was a lot I needed to get off my chest for a long time, and I'm glad I've been there.
1: I also need to say, like, before you guys come for me in the comments, like, I don't think Little Huddy was, is within his rights to attack Charlie publicly or to be as butthurt as he is. But Oh, between, he is publicly? Oh, he's there publicly. Not public- just
0: like writing a song, just no, like publicly. Like,
1: yeah, like publicly shading Charlie. I think Charlie's the only person in this scenario who I like, who could be like a quote unquote, not bad guy
0: but and we'll um, get to this when it go uh, the sentiment of this when we get to pete davidson but i do feel like inserting yourself publicly in drama might be like a short shot of i know it's like toxic and it, it like while it's like er, in the moment it also i think gives people a lot of like um I, I think it gives them something because of the amount of tension that's attention that's coming at them do you know what, what i do mean you, so what like gives
1: them something positive the, or negative like
0: what do you mean a positive feeling in the attention, although the attention is also somewhat negative. So if if you're on the positive or the negative end of the feud, which I'm sure it shifts depending on who says what when. Yeah, Lil Huddy is definitely
1: on the negative end.
0: So... And then if Charlie is taking the high road and not responding, I honestly think that's the way that's to go the for winner. your mental yeah. health over time, because yes, Lil Huddy might be getting like more interaction than ever. And there's probably like receptors in his brain that feel good about the attention he's getting, although negative. But mm-hmm. I think long term, it leaves a bad taste. In, like I know people well, say I think it's all be- publicity is good publicity, not but true. Yeah. the mental effects that this will have on him and people that view him from afar because it's like oh the guy that's Mm -hmm. like did this that beefed like this i feel like over time i've learned that like as tempting as it might be or as fun as it might sound to like get your validation it's it's never worth it in the long run because you're the one that has to deal with the mental implications which we're seeing with Pete if reports are true
1: yeah i let's just jump to pete because i do believe that the results of this and as silly as it sounds are literally traumatizing
0: so him and kim broke up (gasps) and this article says i mean i know we we're a little behind but uh in more recent times after kanye had come out and said what skeet is dead on a dead
1: at 28
0: yeah so she came out or a rep came out and said that he's been in trauma therapy since April. And that I, uh, that's what I thought was a good tie to what we were just talking about, because I think the implications of feuding with somebody on a large public scale are very damaging. And while I think in the time when Pete was laying in bed with Kim poking Kanye and it was funny and brave in a sense that like he was protecting the woman he was now with, I think over time the mental toll that that has probably taken on him was Exhausting. Now, mm-hmm. where it gets toxic is further in the article. It says that he has no regrets about the nine-month relationship with Kim, and I'm sure some of that has to do with the time that was well spent with Kim. But I think a lot of it also has to do with the endless amount of movies that are uh, coming at him, his phone not stopping ringing because yeah. of the attention he got during this. His career is at an all-time high, but mentally he's probably at an all-time low, and it's like this mindfuck of Hollywood, which is like if you're because he's in the ether when you're dating. Kim, Kim Kardashian when you're in the headlines every day, people yeah. that are writing movies subconsciously you're are like quantifiabl- oh, Pete Davidson.
1: your worth as an actor is quantifiable. And, and that's what I mean yeah. is
0: like you're positively reinforced for negative behavior on the internet, but is it worth it over time? And I think that's like the big question. And I think like for me personally, oh go ahead. Oh no, you go. I was just saying for me personally, and like, I'm not at a level of these celebrities in any regard, but I've honestly, I've obviously had a taste of like, um, biting my tongue or lashing out without thinking about it to like, obviously not thinking about it before I speak. And I just think like being a little less popular and still maintaining and having like a good quality of life and having like a real life outside of what the world sees to me is like a better choice than like constantly being in a state of like anxiety, stomach turning, like Well constantly to be being the center
1: of the converse the negative conversation.
0: To maintain popularity. Yeah. yeah. But I, I mean Yeah.
1: No, I totally agree with you. And I also think like this is something that I touch upon in my vlog this week, but it's just like the understanding that so for people like you and I, and I believe like a lot of people can identify with this, like we're hella goal oriented, right? Like you and I mm-hmm. have always been like no days off. I have a dream. And, you know, as Austin says, make your dreams into things. And mm-hmm. you and I, I would argue every step is in pursuit of that dream. And, and then yeah, I-
0: I would say my mind shifted after this last couple of years. Yeah, I'm still very goal oriented. I still have a place I want to go. I don't think my trajectory to getting there is the way that I had once envisioned.
1: Yes. And, you know, like same with me, but I think my shift has come more recently. And like, I really realized it while watching Elvis, the movie Elvis finally Mm. saw it. And, you know, Elvis was essentially a prisoner of his manager He worked 600 days in a row. He hit the stage 600 days in a row, died at 42 with something like four months worth of feces in his bowels that he couldn't get out Mm. on the toilet. And arguably Elvis was living what a lot of our dreams were, but he didn't technically ever get to live. He only got to perform. He was like a, a human in a zoo on display and, and at what cost?
0: You and know, literally the like, cost, cost of his
1: entire life, the cost of his for entire people joy today.
0: Yeah. Right,
1: right. So, and it's like you know, I, the the it's it's devastating. It's devastating. Yeah. So when you put into perspective that life is not about uh, uh, material objects, and when you look at people who have money and who have quote unquote what you want and don't have you don't realize the cost of what those items are. And it's, mm. I personally think, at the cost of your joy and sanity. And I think that, yeah. you know, at the risk of sounding like Buddhist or something, as a very materialistic woman myself, it's like I uh, finding the joy in what you have is not just like a discipline to be, you know quote unquote a better person it's not about being a better person it's about having a better life experience and when you're wanting less and enjoying what you have more you're in the moment you're not devastated by expectations and by the way your experience in this life is better yeah the destination for all of us is death so who gives a fuck what you've acquired that puts you to your deathbed Hmm. i don't know Maybe I need to come up with a new through uh, line for my vlog now because I basically just said it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, your vlog's going up tomorrow. This is going up after, so it's fine. Oh, Um, great. (laughs) so now you've repeated yourself (laughs) but i even think like and i'm not done uh, like in my aspirations to work or have a career in hollywood or on youtube but i do think having moved to colorado after a lot of uh events that had transpired in our lives i think this uh has taught me a lot of that you know like Mm -hmm. just i feel like when you're Especially when you're in L.A. and you're, like, on this never-ending circle that it seems like everyone next to you is also on. It gets hard to remember that that's not – that doesn't have to be your reality. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So –
1: And, you know, know, to the same degree, it's like you can enjoy what you're doing. Like, I can enjoy Mm – podcasting with you i can enjoy uh my cooking vlog i can take the pressure out of it and make it more about like enjoying the experience and the moment and the blessing that i get to you know do that for a living which is fucking weird and wild and wonderful and i can open my laptop and write a christmas movie i can open my laptop and write a tv show that's been burning in my mind or a movie that i want to see like all of that i can do And the value of it is not in dispute based off of the dollar sign I get for it, ever.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Also, our (laughs) Christmas movie is so funny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I do think it's important, while in pursuit of your dreams, though, to be where you are for a long time yeah like I had I would say in the height of my YouTube I mean and if you're saying height of like in terms of like views or money mm-hmm. or whatever it was like I was always thinking well how am I gonna get off the platform or how am I gonna get to the next point of my journey yeah. where it's like if I could sit back and be like oh my gosh what's meant for you will come and Mm -hmm. like, yes, I still want to plant seeds in the direction I want to go, but it's like, I don't need to be, the grass is always greener on the other side. I can be standing right where I'm at and watering the grass underneath me. Yes, daddy. um, Do you want to get into Taylor Swift or Demi Lovato?
1: I mean, Taylor Swift is hella fast. Taylor Swift's uh, short film, the all too well one. Wait, fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm ruining this. This yeah. is
0: your story.
1: I'm sorry. It's so hot in here that I'm literally, I've folded my shirt up into my bra and I'm just sweating okay, in this well, fucking
0: chair. We but, don't um, have to go much longer because no, but I, I think it's cool. Have- I think it's cool. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> I okay go for it
1: Taylor Swift's all too well short film is all ol- eligible for an Oscar nomination which I think is fucking epic and sick and then also super fucking annoying for the other short films that are contenders because it's like going up against Goliath like Taylor's got like the marketing firm that she <laughs> needs to win and it's like why even try guys go home it's not your year
0: um, yeah and And the money although i will say she does deserve to win something because like in her documentary that's on netflix remember for the last album that she had i don't even believe she was nominated and didn't or was she nominated and didn't win because it was coronavirus it was one of the two for a grammy was it yeah
1: i mean i don't know know. i'm talking about an oscar and they're talking about
0: I, I, i know i'm saying that she deserves to win something because love her or hate her i will say the creative inside of her is unmatched in a songwriting singing thought out performing way like you go to a show of taylor swift's and it's like even if you don't love the girl it's hard not to be impressed by what she has created for herself yeah
1: i love taylor swift
0: oh me too but i'm saying i'm just saying
1: i don't know that all too well deserves an oscar for a short film
0: i mean i don't know what's uh, what's up against it
1: i don't either but i'd love to <laughs> And, and uh okay then there was yeah. also like, oh my gosh what what no you oh my well gosh. if you have some
0: are you talking about taylor swift still i was gonna pivot to something that we missed
1: oh i was gonna talk about demi but you go
0: uh, go for demi
1: no you go you said so oh, you had going no my gosh Julia fox
0: Well, you put Julia Fox on the docket because we're on, like, the third out there. I know she's worn a lot of things that have gotten a lot of attention, but I'm taking away the ones that were, like, produced by Kanye. We're talking about the solo going to the grocery store or I just am going out, yes, to get internet attention. And uh, I just... I'll say this is my favorite of the mix mash of them all because it reminds me of Angelina Jolie and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And one of the angles, it's very like body con, like I'm going to go... Be a spy? I don't know. So I, I didn't hate this one, and it got me thinking that. Remember how I used to do those videos of, where, like, I wore Jeffrey Star's clothes for a week, yeah. or I wore Tanimoto's clothes for a week. I was thinking I should hire a fashion designer to make these outfits, and I should go wear Julia's outfits in public in Colorado for a week because, oh, just imagine!
1: I, you'll be arrested for indecent exposure. <laughs> like, honest to God, or you a will hate be crime arrested for being gay.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's not a hate
0: crime. Not being arrested, I'm saying, or... In parallel to being arrested, oh, you'd be the victim of a hate crime. crime. Yes, be the victim of a hate crime. So I looked a little more into this, and I was like, "Is this her thing? Is this like exclusively what she's doing?" But she does have a Spotify original podcast. We knew that, but she's also working on a movie with Bella Thorne. And I thought, "Wow, if there was ever to be a match of two women to collaborate and make a movie come to life, I do feel like they have met their match together." Wait, what are the details? Are they making a Christmas movie? There's. are they coming for i don't think that no there so there aren't many details on the movie um but it, it says what's it called the trainer and over the course of eight days sleep deprived chaos as it follows fitness expert jack down a deranged road of for the American dream and that's the only synopsis that has come out of it
1: can I just be the first to say I don't have high expectations for these ladies. So if what comes out of this is a coherent story from beginning to end, my hat will be off.
0: Well, and I hope it goes straight to a streamer selfishly. Because you know, I will, will watch it. You from know, this it bed will. right behind yeah. me. <laughs> I'll watch I don't it with know. you. Some things are like hard to find, but I will post up right here and watch it. Um, and not And see for what they have for us.
1: I do not recall the last Bella Thorne film to show in theaters.
0: Well, I feel like she's doing good for herself. Let's not knock no, Bella out. No, she's thorn. fine.
1: She's fine. But I'm just saying.
0: Okay. Um, I feel like we've gone for quite a while. We'll hit on a couple more hot topics. We have a lot of good advice submissions, but I feel like we're going to have to save those for next week.
1: Yeah. Which is fine. So, Because we'll be older we and wiser you... next week
0: oh so much so much better next week than we are today we will have lived learned and evolved since today and i'll be so, fresh off a uh, vegas
1: trip so you know i'm going to be informed i <laughs> think we should
0: hit on uh demi and then Anne heche
1: okay so demi lovato has recently been crowned one of the most obnoxious performers in all of the land am i right
0: i mean there was an ounce in what of- regard
1: I mean, people kind of lost their patience with Demi when she came for the ice cream shop.
0: Mm -hmm. And then she did a series of events. And I'm not saying she shouldn't have come out as a them, they. But it was confusing right as we were getting used to it. Like even on a podcast calling Demi not by the she, her pronouns. She switches. She does a switcheroo. And people change. People evolve. Just like we said, we'll be different next week. Demi's different today. And I'll let her grow. Um, I do think it is like... It's hard to grapple with, but I'll get past that and we'll just talk about the music that she's putting out because I will say I vibed with like one of the two singles she put out and I thought, wow, maybe Demi's like trying to make a reach around and get us all back on her side.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I definitely get chills watching because she recently started the actual tour and there was some like, and the tour was their whole album. Oh, I don't know that much, Uh, (laughs) Um, but she is on tour right now. And there Uh was like, um, the virality of the tour was that nobody was buying tickets. She couldn't sell seats to save her life. And, uh, so, you know, people were like shit talking her for that. And like people, people really enjoy getting down on Demi because of how obnoxious some of her, her public encounters have been recently, but Mm -hmm. she dropped some lyrics from one of her new songs. Uh, about her time with wilmer valderrama probably saying that wrong Mm -hmm. but who fucking cares about that guy where she
0: i just watched his house makeover on hollywood house lift and i thought it was stunning you need to why why are you hating on him
1: because he's a groomer who's been preying on underage girls in the industry for a very long time he's a repeat offender of dating girls who are 16 to
0: 17 years old and then going public with them when they're 18 don't come at me with that because I didn't know. So don't try hitting uh, no. me with something, but I also
1: don't go for the swerve right now. <laughs> like, but...
0: I'm not, go- I'm just told you I know nothing. No, about no, no. This. Yeah, yeah, I saw no. him on a TV show and I liked his room makeover and he was on that 70s show. Don't come at me being like, nah, 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 nah. I don't fucking know these allegations against him. Right. And I, that's something I hate. Well, hold on. I'm not mad at you, but I am mad about like, if, I follow somebody on social media and don't know everything they've ever done. I'm not yeah. guilty by association. Like, no, you're we got to cut this kind of shit out. Like, yeah. I really, it bothers me because like, I also, I don't know any of these claims. I'm not standing up for him, but yeah. I don't know. So don't you fucking do like come from my throat. <laughs> he didn't design his room.
1: We love the room designer. I love that. <laughs> um.
0: Anyways. <laughs> I'm not cutting it out because I don't think that I did something wrong.
1: No, that's fine. But. The reason I brought it up is because of the song, 1729. She was 17 when they started dating and being sexually active, and he was 29 years old. So now that she's okay. 29 years old, she's written this song, Finally 29. And she's, like, for the first time sort of extrapolating on that experience. Because for the longest time, like, I don't know if you remember this, but, like, she, like, in all those documentaries that YouTube Red did on her, it's like, she's always talking about how she mm-hmm. couldn't get the fuck over a woman of Rama. How that heartbreak mm-hmm. fucked her and threw her into a tailspin for eternity. And it's like, no shit. No shit, it did that. To be seventeen years old and to be mind fucked and warped by a guy who's almost who's fucking thirty, that's crazy.
0: And has his reps come out and said anything, or has he? I, responded I don't know. To it? I
1: don't know that his reps have come out and said anything about it. But I do think that this is a really important uh, thing to have happen because I do believe that in society there is this uh, disposable value put on young women. You are of value to a man while you are young. It is cool for a young woman to be with an older man. It's sexy for a young woman to be with an older man. But the second you reach a certain age, that man is going to be done with you. And he's going to go date the next girl that was your age when he met you and which is so
0: sick and twisted because you would want i mean it's not a healthy state of mind to begin with because you would want you don't want to you want to be an equal in a relationship you want to challenge each other you want to grow together you don't want to be if you're in a state of like i'm manipulating you in our relationship and i get off to that there's the problem with the person the older person
1: exactly and you know not i'm not saying not every uh I am not saying everyone is guilty of this. You know what I mean? Like there's a big age Mm -hmm. gap between Joe and I. And, uh, you know, like there are, but we didn't meet when I was 17. We met when I was 24. And there's a difference. If you're going after a young woman whose brain is not fully formed, who's a fucking high school student, as a a 29 to 30-year-old, that's fucking weird, first of all. That's an insane thing for you to want to do. The age difference alone is so much that you don't even know this. You don't even have the same generational life experiences to pull from, to relate to each other, let alone the same problems yeah. you're like, it's just, it's wild. Well, and to that's me. what I
0: mean. Yeah. And then her yes. brain
1: forms in this world of objectification where her worth is, is tied to this man who's quote unquote, valuing her based off of nothing essentially
0: and her whole and self-worth they, is in that yes. yeah
1: and then he leaves and so and that's she why has, I do you have what well, the the thing that oh, i love about part. this song is that she you know she she's very she's brutally honest about what happened and then she explicitly says um she thought it was like a teenage dream But then she realizes it's not her dream. It was his dream. It was his fantasy. Mm. She was manipulated into serving a purpose for him that fucked her up royally. And then she has this great, like, I'm literally getting chills talking about it right now. She says, you know, I'm finally 17. I'm finally 29. 17 would never cross my mind. Because that's, like, honestly, like, it's wild.
0: Yeah. As a 31-year-old, I... I don't even want to hang out
1: with someone that age.
0: Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I completely agree. And I think Demi has always been a great performer. She's always had an amazing voice and this is what's hard about celebrity or commentating on celebrity it is so uh you you never know the details even like the beginning of this story i'm like yeah. i i know demi and wilmer dated but it's like it's not at the fore like i don't know all the details i wasn't like consuming pop culture and saying no this is what I, but this is what i'm saying though is so like us, even in the past year, are probably guilty of making fun of Demi, but it's like, had I gone through all the experiences Demi had gone through, I'd probably realistically be in the same position she's in. Maybe she, like, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of the steps she has taken are due to different trauma triggers in her life and she yeah. rea- like how she reacts to things. So it's easy to make fun of somebody at face value for something mm-hmm. they're doing in this moment, but you don't know their whole life that led them to get there. And that's what's, like, toxic about commentating well, on celebrity culture
1: yes i agree with you and i think that's like because you're a better person than me i think you're able to come to an altruistic <laughs> conclusion like that i still think a lot of the shit she does is violently annoying
0: <laughs> well that but, can be true lot. like you with... can be
1: annoying and incredibly talented and incredibly insightful sometimes and then other times not so much like for me like i'm i annoy but a lot of people don't you think a lot
0: of annoying attributes or uh, personality traits that were developed were because of X. Like if you look at like some if you take like some of your most harsh personality traits, things that you constantly do that you're like, I shouldn't do that. Those were probably developed by some of the things that had gone wrong in your life and how you react to cover those up.
1: Right. right? And and that's why it's very important for me to go to a meeting every morning so that someone could be like, hey, Lizzie, that annoying attribute that you've developed like a callus to survive. Let's shave that shit off. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like when you're aware of the fact that you have these fucking more than micro elements to your personality that are like super obnoxious
0: and you don't and Don't get me wrong. It's never an excuse to treat people like shit, to no. be a or horrible person. Like yeah. that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying strictly oh, no, on no, no, like no. being nasty about people that I yeah. don't even know. I'm saying Yeah. Yes.
1: You sound like a saint, and I, who is an annoying person, am also saying, how dare anyone else be annoying?
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Um, well, we do also – well, what was what did you want to say about Anne? We'll end the show. I'm sorry it's on a sad note. I mean, awful, horrible, tragic. They have taken her off life support, and she has now officially died. I think they were waiting for a while because she was an organ donor to try to find somebody to give her organs that were of – of use to other people.
1: Yeah. I mean, I kind of, uh, packaged my sentiment about Anne in with, uh, uh, with what we said about Elvis and like living your life. It's like, you know, Anne was at the top of her fucking game and Mm. was tragically never happy to a degree in which, you know, she felt the need to go elsewhere to find something to uh, cure her heartache. And I think that is just, uh, a big lesson for me specifically as a person who struggles with heartache and uh, wanting to, you know, put band-aids or patch something that needs to be actually healed. And I think right. that, you know, it's beautiful that her her organs, which she was always, according to the, the media, so uh, invested in, you know, donating. I think that's a beautiful contribution to the world that she's left. And I hope that she's... You know resting easy yeah. finally
0: and if you're struggling with something please seek help because there's a, there's always a better tomorrow there really is yeah and uh, yeah i just my heart goes out to her family and her children and it's devastating all around because the truth
1: of the matter is you can live life and enjoy it and have a good ass time and it's at mm. you know the cost of using you know yeah. so
0: all right Well, I know it's a sad note to end the show, but I hope you did enjoy it. I feel like we got deep today.
1: It's the post Vegas of me. (laughs) (laughs) You were feeling dirty. You had to cleanse. Honestly, I feel so dirty. (laughs) No, honestly, I think this is a great episode.
0: So I hope you guys enjoyed it. We do have plans to be together again next week. So follow us all on social media. Watch Lizzie's vlogs every Tuesday morning. Uh, My vlog channel is also there as well. And we love you so much. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. And And that's that's the sip!